Well, good afternoon to each of you. Welcome to Milwaukee Mennonite Church on this first Sunday of February 2023. My name is Matthew Kaiser. I'm leading worship today. Welcome to those who are online, if there are any online. Um, if you don't already, bulletins and hymnals were when you came in. On the back side of your bulletin is our scripture for today, um, along with some questions for reflection, which we'll have time for that um, during our responding, during our hearing and responding time. So um, I'm not sure which week this is, but we're looking at Anabaptism um, at 500, which will be coming up in a couple years. And we're looking at scripture passages. And one of the hallmarks of the way Anabaptists do church and read scripture is that we do it together. And um, we've been doing that these last couple weeks, and we'll be doing it again uh, here today. We're moving to the New Testament today um, and a gospel account, um, and I think maybe next week is as well. Um, and my hope is that in our time here today that we might feel God meeting us, that in the complexity of Scripture and in the struggle of trying to make sense of it, that God's Spirit does work and speak to you and speak to me in ways that uplift us revive us, give us hope, give us courage, give us peace. So let's begin with our call to worship. Voices Together 292. Read the bold with me. Jesus stood up to read and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because God has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. The Lord has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free to proclaim the year of God's favor. Then Jesus began to say to them, today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And a portion of our scripture for today. As Jesus came to Jericho, a certain blind man was sitting beside the road begging. When the man heard the crowd passing by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus, the Nazarene is passing by. The blind man shouted, Jesus, son of David, show me mercy. Those leading the procession scolded him, telling him to be quiet. But he shouted even louder, son of David, show me mercy. Jesus stopped and called for the man to be brought to him. When he was present, Jesus asked, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, I want to see. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. At once, he was able to see, and he began to follow Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they praised God too. 
For opening hymns, if you're able, please stand and let us praise. 91, we praise thee, O God. standing. 103, joyful, joyful, we adore thee. Christ our brother, 
don't know if those words speak to where you're at today or if they're more aspirational, but whatever the case may be, we join to praise a God who we cannot control and who has blessed us with breath this day and has brought us here in God's mercy to be together. And yet we're reminded in that joy, whether experienced or aspirational today, that all has not been well. All has not been as we would like it to be. Some of that is within our control. Much is perhaps out of it. And so we come today to confess. To confess that God is God and that we need God and to confess that we are not God. God hears us. And so I'm going to offer a word of confession here before we read the confession on 890. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, Christ, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, Christ, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, Christ, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy on us. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen.
God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, we have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen us with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in our hearts through faith. Amen. I invite you to stand where you're at and in that good news of Christ's forgiveness, pass the peace in ways that fit with the way that we've been doing it. When you're done passing the piece, you can have a seat. Pray with me. Living God, by the power of your spirit, help us to hear your holy word that we may truly understand, that understanding we may believe, and believing we may follow in faithfulness and obedience, seeking your honor and glory in all that we do. Through Jesus Christ, amen. Our reading is in Luke 18, and um, you already heard verses... um, 36 through 43, and now you're going to hear that again, but hear the part that precedes that as well, and that will be our focus for the rest of our time. Luke 18, 31 through 43. Jesus took the 12 aside and said, look, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything written about the human one by the prophets will be accomplished. He'll be handed over to the Gentiles. He'll be ridiculed, mistreated, and spit on. After torturing him, they will kill him. On the third day, he will rise up. But the twelve understood none of these words. The meaning of this message was hidden from them, and they didn't grasp what he was saying. As Jesus came to Jericho, a certain blind man was sitting beside the road begging. When the man heard the crowd passing by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus the Nazarene is passing by. The blind man shouted, Jesus, son of David, show me mercy. Those leading the procession scolded him, telling him to be quiet, but he shouted even louder, son of David, show me mercy. Jesus stopped and called for the man to be brought to him. When he was present, Jesus asked, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, I want to see. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. At once he was able to see, and he began to follow Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they praised God too. 
So my words today are less a sermon or reflection, but more just kind of walking us through these verses and highlighting some questions that I had when I was reading through it and maybe providing a little bit of context um, as I thought about my questions in relation to this. And then we'll break out into little groups like we have before, kind of the folks that are kind of around you. And there are questions in the back, and those are kind of been the standard questions. But as Mark reminded us last week, um, we are not beholden to those. We can flex, and we can raise other questions that we might wish to raise, and answers that maybe we might wish to offer. But our passage here today, what a curious passage and one that highlights the translation that Mennonite Church USA, or this process, I'm not sure if it's just Mennonite Church USA, has chosen um, and how that gets illustrated here. But as we notice in this passage and throughout Luke, there is so much on traveling. It's a journey to Jerusalem. Not like a straight line to Jerusalem, the passages in Luke kind of meander back and forth, but there's so much travel language and geographical markers, and we see that in this passage here, right? At the very beginning of verse 31, we see a mention of going up to Jerusalem. In 35, came to Jericho. This movement, it's throughout Luke. And I think that raises the question for us about the journey that we are on with Jesus. Look, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything written about the human one by the prophets will be accomplished. Did that strike you as odd to hear human one? You maybe notice in the common English Bible they have got a little footnote, which... Pretty much all translations have footnotes because there's a lot of things that scholars are wondering about and not so sure. So maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And you'll see what they have done here with this one. Human one is how they've chosen to translate son of man. Now when you hear son of man, what does that mean to you? The common English Bible has made the decision that that language doesn't really make much sense to the readers today. And they made certain decisions about how they wanted to translate where a seventh grade reading level and they're wanting to reach people who aren't necessarily in the church all the time, who grew up with all the language. And in our time of day, son of man, what does that mean? Um, so they've chosen human one. Now, this is interesting because translation is messy. Uh, Jesus spoke probably Aramaic most of the time. The stuff that he did is in uh, Greek, common Greek, Koine Greek. We speak English. So how do we make sense of all this? And this phrase, son of man, which in the Greek, that's like literally what it means word for word, but does that give the idea that is meant to be communicated? And they've made the decision that it's really about talking about, I'm a human one. Now some scholars had said, well, is it a title, right? 
Others say, no, it's not. He's just saying, hey, I'm a human. Now, it's interesting. Jesus is the only one who uses this. No, no one else kind of says, hey, you're the son of man. Jesus is always saying, I'm the son of man. It's kind of interesting. There's one time in John's gospel where the crowd says, what about this son of man? And, and they're, in a sense, kind of parroting back what they've heard Jesus say of himself. But to those who have grown up in the church, who've heard scripture, to hear human one, it's a little bit jarring. And the common English Bible is rather courageous and maybe a little bit uh, being a little topsy-turvy. And it's not so much about inclusivity or some kind of political agenda. It's really about accuracy. What communicates the sense that Jesus says, I'm a human one. I may be the human one. There's also an allusion back to Old Testament Daniel, where this has more messianic overtones, that the Son of Man or the human one will come from heaven and bring salvation. So scholars have wondered that maybe connection. But it might be jarring to hear human one. And this raises interesting questions about the tough work of translation. I might add one more thing about the human one. Jesus often uses it in connection with the human experiences of humiliation, of betrayal, of suffering, of death. And that's mentioned here. I mean, this is the third time that Jesus has said this. The other two happen in Luke 9. And in each of those instances, the disciples don't get it. Why is that? Why is it hidden? Is it something about them? Is it something about God wanting it to be hidden in some way, shape, or form at this point? We then come to 35. Again, this travel language, Jesus came to Jericho. And a certain blind man was sitting beside the road begging. Now, it can't be emphasized enough how low this person would have been on the social ladder, just low. Like, does his existence even matter that low? I love the way it's depicted here because you just get this image of this person who's been cast aside, marginalized. But he hears something and he wonders what's going on. Jesus, the Nazarene, is passing by. And then he shouted, Jesus, son of David, show me mercy. Verse 39, those leading the procession, or in the NRSV, I think it says, the people in front. And they're telling him, quiet. Get away. Shoo, shoo. You're not wanted here. And what does he do? He shouts louder. 
And Jesus hears. And Jesus stops and calls for the man. And what does Jesus do? He asks him a question. What do you want me to do? I mean, isn't it clear? Can't I just assume what you want? No, tell me, what is it that you want? And he wants to see. We read Luke 4, right, where Jesus saying, this is what I'm bringing in my kingdom, sight to the blind. And we see that here, clear, direct. Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Isn't it interesting how the people who were leading the way, the people out front who seemed like, hey, we know who this cool guy is, and yet they were blind to who Jesus was all about. And it was the blind man, the person on the lowest stratus sphere of existence, He saw clearly who Jesus was. This language of son of David, clear messianic imagery in the line of David, King David, who God said, your kingdom's going to be forever. And Jesus says, I'm in that line. That's who I am. The blind man knew that. And then this language of Lord, this is a language of you're a benefactor, like you're the one who provides for me. You're the one who I need. The blind man has deep insight, deep understanding of who Jesus is. And you think about what would have happened to him, right? He, he, he would have gotten his, his sight. He got his sight. Like everything would have been reversed. And it would be fascinating to think about what would have happened with his family and with his community. The passage says he followed Jesus. What that looked like in terms of his community, I'm not sure exactly, but he followed Jesus. And what does the crowd then do? They praise God. And I was so struck by that. How easy it might have been to praise something else or someone else. And, and we, we have, we live in the confession, the story that Jesus is God. Did they all know that at that point? Doesn't seem to be that clear. So why didn't they praise Jesus? Why was their focus on God? I believe that's such a powerful invitation for us. Are we quick to praise God or someone else? Or so? Can we say praise God? Not as some kind of flip it, but as genuine acknowledgement of God being the source of this gift.
Let's begin our responding time uh, in our hymnal, 736, Hold Us in Your Mercy. Hold us in your mercy. Let us pray. In our praying today, I will be saying, in your mercy. And whenever I say that, you are invited to respond, Lord, hear our prayer. Let us bring our whole self to God. O oh God, you grant justice to your chosen ones who cry to you day and night. So we pray always, and do not lose heart. God of blessing, the light of your love cannot be overcome by darkness. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. You know what troubles us and care about what we need. We pray for ourselves and those dear to us. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. You desire to draw all people to yourself. We pray for our community and for our neighbors. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. You will give strength to your people and bless us with peace. We pray for the church in all places that we may reflect your faithful love. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. You hear the voice of those who weep. We pray for the world, for those who are in need. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. We offer you other concerns we carry in our hearts this afternoon. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. God of light, your presence illumines even our darkest shadows. Gather today's sorrow and pleasure and remake them in us into generous hope, sober joy, tested faith, that our lives may be radiant with your love. In the example of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So I invite you to stand for our closing hymn, which is Guide My Feet. And then I'll have a word of benediction as well after our song.
This is in 816. Guide my feet while I won this race. Yes, my Lord, guide my feet while I run this race. Guide my feet while I run this race. For I don't want to run this race in vain. Hold my hand while I run this race. Yes, Stand by me while I run this race. Stand by me while I run this race. Stand by me while I run this race. For I don't want to run this race in vain. I'm your child while I run this race. I'm your child while I run this race. I'm your child while I run this race. For I don't want to run this race in vain. Search my heart while I run this race. Search my heart while I run this race. Search my heart while I run this race, for I don't want to run this race in vain. Guide my feet while I run this race. Guide my feet while I run this race. Guide my feet while I run this race. For I don't want to run this race in vain. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the face of God shine upon us. And may the Lord be gracious to us. May God's presence embrace us and give us peace. Amen. Go in peace. Mm -hmm.